Hello. That uh, beautiful sound you might have just heard was a, quite frankly, delicious glass of red being poured. As I uh, mentioned last time out, this is the Valentine's Day special. So I'm outside, as you can hear, with all the birds. And I'm going to drink a whole bottle of red wine and get on my high horse about the topic of love. Sorry, the topic of love. I'm slurring my words. Slurring my words? Fucking hell, this is going to be a disaster. I am slurring my words already. I had a glass of wine at home before I came out. I thought, yeah, okay, I will drink the whole bottle. That's fine. But I think if I drink the whole bottle during the, the, the lifespan of one podcast, then I will be sick and it will be a disaster. So uh, I had a glass of wine at home, which leaves me with about three quarters of a bottle remaining, I guess. So I am going to drink the remaining three quarters of the bottle over the course of probably the next hour and can you hear that wind uh, and uh, I'm going to talk about love and it will be like the, the whole gag here right is that it's like I'm a lonely sad washed up man who doesn't have a date on Valentine's Day which is true so there's nothing not true about that I am all of those things but the the slight flaw in the plan is that it's not actually today. Like that isn't like this is this is pre done. So it's a bit of a cop out, to be honest. Sorry, my phone's buzzing. And there's a uh, cyclist on his way by, giving me a weird look as they do, as people do when they. So you sat out in the middle of nowhere with uh, a laptop, a microphone, and your headphones on. And in this case, also a bottle of wine with a glass. You know, I'm not a savage. You know, I have a, have a glass with it, you know. It's, it's, I did have to bring it from home, though, my rucksack. I'm a little bit afraid that a couple of germs might go around the edge of it. So that's, that's kind of annoying. Sorry, that's another person who's just gone by. I hope this doesn't become a regular thing or I'm going to be pissed off. You know, come up to a nice secluded spot of natural beauty and fucking other people are there. What an absolute fucking piss take. On the other hand, just around the corner, I could move actually, just around the corner there's an abandoned military bunkers, which is pretty cool. I've just, just, been, just been up there. And it's bizarre, because it's like old-fashioned. But now, like filled with graffiti. Okay, so I can't remember what I said last. This is turning into a bit of a disaster. Um, a man just uh, rocked up on his bike, which, to be fair, you know, it's a very impressive feat. I'm up a fucking enormous hill, and it does have a, a ridiculous view, and he's stopped to take a photo of the view with his bike in it. And he spent ages lining up the angle. What a bastard. Can you not see that I'm trying to, to podcast here? Oh, and now he stopped for a fucking chat. I don't know if you can hear his voice. He's about mm, 
60 or 70 meters, probably. All of these selfish, selfish bastards having their leisure time in the same place as I'm having my leisure time. Oh yeah, I was talking about the bunker, wasn't I? There's bunkers, like old military ones. It's really weird because they're like, they're like old, but then they've got like graffiti all of them because that's what people do. They just need to fucking write their name on stuff. And um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty eerie up there. I'm surprised homeless people don't live in them, to be honest, because you know they're fucking, they're solid concrete and they'll be dry and they'll probably be warmish. You know, they're an escape from the Wellington wind, that's for sure. So I don't know why people don't. Um, don't live in there. Maybe they get moved on by cops. I don't know. But yeah, an old military base. It's just just around the corner. So if if I get too many more uh, hobby cyclists coming by, I will move over there because I don't think anyone's cycling over there. It's sort of a bit off the beaten track. There's just there's nowhere to sit really, unless I sit on one of the bunkers. Um, but yeah, I might do that. We'll see. It's half a glass of wine down. I'm also going to smoke a cigar. Sorry, cigarillo. Should have said, should have made it clear. If I have any. Oh, that's good. I've crashed them in my back pocket. That's positive. Yeah, it's okay. An extremely flat cigarillo. Less than ideal. So flat, this cigar. <laughs> God, I need to lose some weight, man. I'm fucking crashing my cigars all over the shop. Surprised all the tobacco wasn't falling out. Don't know if you can hear the birds, but they are going fucking crazy right now. It's great. Absolutely lovely to be here out in all this nature. Instead of being on some awkward date. Cool, just about got to get going. So, for reference, I have nothing prepared for today. I haven't even been thinking about it. I just thought, take the mic, sit down, red wine, cigar, talk about love, talk about Valentine's Day. Because some of you will be listening to a podcast instead of doing something on your Valentine's Day. Because you are ultimately unappealing to potential sexual partners. But, you know, who am I to talk? I'm doing exactly the same thing, except, in fact, worse. It's going to take me fucking ages to do all this. My hour that I was going to sit up here has already been thoroughly eaten into by that twat taking a taking a fucking picture of his bike. No, not, you know, no, we're talking about Valentine's Day. Sorry, not whinging about men on bikes. Um, yeah, so, commercial holiday, isn't it? It's a hallmark thing. They make money off cards. It's all about money... I'm not going to get into talking about capitalism again 
that'd be three times in three weeks is too much but it is though isn't it <laughs> it is a it is a capitalist thing it is all about restaurants selling you uh, selling you dates at a higher price it's all about presents that people don't need gifts it's probably the better word you know just meaningless bits of tat but they assign meaning to it because it's from somebody you love and um, cards obviously and alcohol condoms um, you know the, I'd, I'd imagine the condom market fucking goes through the roof at this time of year Particularly with all like the, like the desperate Tinder dates, you know, that there'll be a lot of people sort of having one night stands because they think that they can they can get laid on, you know, or think they can find love on Valentine's Day. But actually, yeah, but everyone always knows what it's about anyway, don't they? It's just about them having sex with each other. So, um, yeah, maybe that's a thing. But it's all about money. Sorry, speaking of Tinder, just or just segue away for a second fucking fantastic tinder story I don't, I don't know if this is true but it did happen to me but i don't know how much of what happened to me is authentic that's what i'm saying so uh i have tinder i wouldn't say i'm a, a strong user of it and mostly for me it's more like it's like a video game so it's not like it's not necessarily there for me to find you know the woman of my dreams um although you know you never know you never know but really, it's just for me to you know, sort of have ten minutes on a Sunday afternoon, fucking swiping away, and you know, you 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 know, it's like trying to catch targets, isn't it? So you get a match. It's like, oh, that's good. I've scored a point. And you know, you might chat for like you know four or five lines, and you know, that's that's nice. <laughs> but you know, I, my chances of success in taking it to a really sort of like high level is pretty slim. I yeah, I just don't have the. I don't have the commitment to my to my phone, or the commitment to typing on my phone. Really, I need. I prefer to type on like desktop. I, I I hate typing on my phone. I feel like it takes too long, and therefore I lose interesting conversations quite quickly. So it's very rare that I get past all the first few lines of a of, of a Tinder conversation. Anyway, this isn't the point. The point is that I matched with a girl on Tinder. Right? I won't say her name because it's not fair. Fucking cigar's gone out. Uh, I'll put it. Put it in I'll finish. Finish this bit. Finish this bit before. Anyway, so she messages me and says, "Oh my god, I can't believe it. Uh, I listen to your podcast, <laughs> and I think it's great. And I'm sort of like, what? Like, holy fuck! This is like the best moment of my entire fucking life. You know, like that. That just doesn't happen to, to me." You know, like this podcast does not have a lot of listeners. It averages like fifty listeners an episode, I think. Um, maybe a bit more. Um, but yeah, like she listens, and she said she told me what her favorite episode was, and she said that she was fangirling over it. And I'll, I'm there, like this is. Yeah, I'm so fucking getting off on this. This is like the best moment of my entire life. I, I, I've like basically like a fucking celebrity now. Um, you know that's just awesome, and uh, so yeah, that's that's been the high point of my of my sort of week. Last couple of weeks is is, is that happening to me? 
So, you know, maybe Tinder is good for something. I mean, I did say she wanted to be on the podcast, but, um, you know, we did sort of think about doing it, but it appears that she's now stopped replying. Classic Tinder game, that. And, um, uh, yeah, so that's probably over and done with. But it was a nice dopamine hit for me to get, like, fucking recognised from the podcast on Tinder. You know, fucking 12,000 miles away from where I'm from. Awesome. Absolutely fucking loved it. Um, so yeah, it's the power of the power of Tinder. In fact, Tinder must make money around Valentine's Day. You know, people buying the, the the extra subscriptions like Tinder Gold and Tinder Plus because they want to find a date for Valentine's Day, and also people like the extra swipes that people are going through, they'll see more ads. It's all the fucking man. It's fucking. This isn't you know. A groundbreaking conspiracy, is it? But, you know, it does fucking add up. Or, you know, but no wonder they make such a big, big deal out of Valentine's Day. The other reason I think Valentine's Day is a thing is due to Northern Hemisphere countries being cold. And I've, I've had this... I've said this on the, on the podcast before. I can't remember when, but I remember saying it. Um, the only reason why... That Valentine's Day is a thing is because February is fucking shit. So, it's so basically that they've come up with something. You know, they've identified a saint or they've identified a day, and Hallmark put a holiday in February because people need cheering up in February. People need something to focus on halfway through February because otherwise it's awful. You know, you're still poor after Christmas. It's fucking cold. You know, it's raining. It's not even nearly summer yet. All the leaves are off the trees. Everything's brown and grey and wet and cold. So that is why they put it bang in the middle. That's my theory, anyway. I feel like you heard me panic there. You might have done. Uh, the wind is so strong that I... Uh, Lit a couple of matches to light the cigar, and the uh, the wind blew back on, <laughs> blew the flame back onto my finger and burnt my finger. Because I'm a twat. There we go, got it lit again. It only took me about 11 matches to get that lit. To light the flattest cigar of all time. Although it's quite ergonomic for my mouth, actually, the flat cigar. I can almost close my mouth around it. Maybe flat cigars are the future. Let's have some more wine, if I can get stuck in. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Delicious wine, this. I picked it up personally. It cost me $30. Might be less, $27, but, you know, near enough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an expensive wine. It's called... I can't, I can't even read that. It's in one of those horrible fonts. Rosing? Rosing? Roasting? Rising? Roaring. It's called Roaring Meg. 
And it's a Pinot Noir from Central Otago in New Zealand. It's particularly delicious. We had a little cut there just because I was joined by some. Uh, I don't know if you can hear them. Um, I was joined by some. Uh, a couple. A couple of people. I think they're speaking Chinese. I can't understand what they're saying. Um, maybe they're having their Valentine's Day tonight and they're coming up to enjoy the view. Very romantic. Makes you fucking sick, doesn't it? In fact, I, I actually have a theory about sort of romanticism where people go and they hold hands and look at sunsets and stuff you know and they go to Paris and drink fucking I don't know wine <laughs> in, in Paris and you know they hold hands and they post photos on Instagram declaring their love all that fucking jazz I have a theory and it's I think it's pretty robust that um it's all that's all bollocks isn't it it's all fake like, if you need a day of the year where you have to post things on Instagram and say how much you love each other and go and go out your, your way big time to do like really spectacular things to, just to show that you love someone, just to prove, yeah, no, it's not about showing them, it's about proving to them or pro- more importantly proving to everybody else that you love them that that is what the whole overt social media on display big display of affection you know all on Instagram sort of Valentine's Day celebrations are all about it's about showing or sorry it's about proving that you love them which basically means in my opinion that you one of you or both of you are probably insecure either a you don't love them as much as you're saying that you do and you are sort of overcompensating for that or the on the other hand you do love them that much and you know that they that they don't love you as much or you or you, you suspect that they don't you're insecure about how much they love you so you sort of put all that stuff out there and you go over the top as like you're like peacocking not, not peacocking you're like you're like posturing is that the word I don't I don't, I don't know what I'm t- you're, you're like putting your guard up you're marking your territory on that person that's what I'm trying to get at you know, you, you know if you're a cat you'd be pissing everywhere that is what those those big Valentine's Day celebrations are all about and it makes me sick god I'm such an old man <laughs> you know I, and you know like, I would participate in Valentine's Day you know if I have a significant other uh, I didn't this time last year year before that I don't remember what we did that's not good is it uh, year before that went out of a Mexican year before that and um, I think we went out of Mexican a year before that as well fucking love Mexican dude yeah, if Valentine's Day is an excuse to go out and have a chimichanga, that's that's a fucking holiday for me. They should do chimichangas on Christmas Day. I've had, you know, actually, I've only got myself to play in there. There's nothing stopping me having a chimichanga on Christmas Day. You know, I'm only stopped by society. It's only society that, that, that puts the pressure on me to, to have turkey instead. No, I could have... Next Christmas, hold me to it, someone who listens to this, remind me next Christmas that I vowed 
on, on Valentine's Day to have a chimichanga for Christmas dinner next year. Oh, so, yeah, a year before that, that's my first ever Valentine's Day celebration, I think. I went... No, I just started going out with this girl. Right? We were together for ages, like two and a half years. But we just started going out. We, we met on Tinder. Uh, we, it, we met in December, and this is obviously February, so we'd be going out two months, right? And the week before, we were out... <laughs> We were out for a Mexican, actually. Same Mexican place as the other as the other Valentine's Day. We fucking love Mexican. Yeah, that's all I can say. Anyway, we're out for Mexican. And I'm like, oh, I was telling her about how I was, you know, it's the Cricket World Cup. Uh, it's, it's 2015. I said, it's Cricket World Cup next week. And it's in, it's in Australia, which is, which is where we were. So I was going to fly to Melbourne and um, watch England versus Australia. First game with the Cricket World Cup. Uh, at the MCG, which is the biggest cricket stadium in the world, it holds 100,000 people. Uh, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to have great fun. And she's like, yeah, that sounds good. And, you know, I was just chatting away. And I thought, oh, you know, why don't you come? You know, it's no big deal. I've already booked the hotel. You know, you've got to get your own flights and you can come with me. And, you know, that would be a nice weekend for us, right? So she she does, right? She 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 books in and we go. And uh, we had a few beers uh, with some of my work colleagues. And, yeah, it was a very nice sort of weekend as, as it was going. Um, I remember she, she this is this is true love she told me off my toenails being too long and I thought my toenails were a reasonable length right? I thought that yeah, that, like, yeah they weren't like fucking poking out or anything you know you couldn't like see them through my socks but I was wearing flip flops and you know this is someone who loves you who has the ball to say to you she said Alfie your toenails are too long you need to cut them like soon like pretty pretty sharpish you know, it's it's kind of disgusting how long your toenails are. And I took that on board, and ever since, I've kept my toenails to a very reasonable length. <laughs> In case you wanted to know. <laughs> um, anyway, this right, this is the point. We're at the cricket. There's 90,000 people at the cricket, right? Fucking loving it. England versus Australia. Australia thrashed England. You know, doesn't talk no more about that. And then... <laughs> the, the announcer comes over and was like, who is here with their significant other for Valentine's Day? And I'm like, oh, fuck. I've been going out with this girl for, like, two months. And I've already taken her away on holiday for a long weekend for Valentine's Day. That's bad. Although I have redeemed myself by absolutely fucking ruining it and taking her to the cricket which she had no fucking interest in like absolutely zero interest in cricket and I'd taken her taken her to the cricket on Valentine's Day so uh, I felt a bit bad about that I, 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 like, she denied it and yeah I would too but I sort of felt like she thought it was a whole Valentine's Day thing which is fair enough like yeah that's not a criticism of her at all like she had every right to think that and um, so we left the cricket like two hours early which is annoying because yeah James Taylor scored 100 and I missed it but that's not the point not the point I think he got 99 actually I don't, no not the point the point is that we left early so, so we could go out and, and have dinner we had, I think we had olives and beer down by the by the water in Melbourne and that was that sort of gave a, a, like ostensibly that was romantic right so I sort of ticked the boxes there but that shows my commitment to Valentine's Day that I didn't even know I just thought it was cricket day and who the fuck schedules the first day of the fucking cricket world cup on the same day as Valentine's Day imagine how many Aussie blokes days were ruined by that
Why would I want to watch the cricket? You're not fucking watching the cricket, you're coming out with me. Bullshit. More wine, more wine. Oh, hello, insect. I don't know what you are, but you look very intimidating and you've got to go, son. Sorry. Isn't it? Not like a flea or something buried into my into my knuckle. Uh, presently, right now, I have the biggest mosquito bite on my arm. Like it is, like it's like half my arm is swollen because of this mosquito bite. Absolutely fucking outrageous. Which is why I'm sat outside drinking red wine because that's totally fucking gonna help. Anyway, Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I don't. I, yeah, I'm not a big Valentine's Day person. And I'll just stop talking about me. Really, like, there's plenty of people who aren't. Right? It's not a it's not a, a universal holiday. In fact, sort of single people are, are excluded completely. Sorry, there was another long cut there. Um, just because there was a person walking past with a dog. And um, I don't know where I was. This is the, And this is becoming a fucking recurrent thing. Luckily, it's starting to get fucking dark now. So most people uh, won't be... Won't be out walking their dogs or... Riding their bikes. Out in the wilderness. I said, okay, so, you know, I don't remember what I was talking about, so I'll go into something else. Um, the concept of the one is a lie, and you know it's a lie. You fucking know it's a lie. Everybody at this, in the world who has been with someone has met someone else, and they've thought, fucking hell, you are great. <laughs> right? And in another world, if I wasn't with this person already, I'd totally be with you. You know, even if you don't like that person as much, you know, even if you love your your significant other one hundred percent, there might be someone who you meet and you go fucking hell, you're a ninety five percent. Yeah, and in another world, I'd fucking totally settle for you. I'm not even settle for you. I'd be delighted with you. And I think everybody has had that. It's not, you know, whether you act on that or not, it happens to everybody. So this this notion that you're the one is, is bollocks I, I actually I have a theory I've said this a lot on this podcast I have a theory I, I do have a theory that, that basically most people sort of end up with give or take the closest person to them <laughs> like you know how many people do you know who met like just on the street they got chatting on the bus and now they're married or you know they had a bit of a banter on twitter and you know now they're married it just it just doesn't happen like oh it can happen i'm not just not denying that it it, it has happened it just doesn't tend to happen in normal life how many people do you most people who you know you know met at work or went to school together (laughs) like that's yeah and it basically most yeah what most people, right, they, they, they meet someone who they like at, at, in a situation where they are bundled in to get, you know, together with one, one, with one another, right? So they, they get put into a situation where they can't avoid that person or spending time with them. And basically spending time with people, uh, the, the, two, the two key ingredients, spending time with someone 
and um, having sex with them. Those two things really do bring you like very close together. So, you know, people who went to school together, people who work together, of course they're going to fucking fall in love. There's no problem with that. The, the problem is with true love, like, I don't mean true love, like, love in the... In, in, like, authentic love is a thing, obviously. Because yeah, fucking everyone, nearly everyone has felt it. So, no issues with that. The The issue is with, like... Oh my god, there's only one person out of the 7 billion, 8 billion people in the world. And I happen to find him. It's not like I'm so lucky. No, you're not lucky. You're just wrong. And they're wrong because... Sorry, quick sip of one there. Well, you can see why they're wrong. Like, it's not that hard to see. So, my brother likes to joke about it actually so he met his girlfriend sorry his his wife you know fucking two kids together probably time to start you know referring to them as adults <laughs> he met his wife his now wife at university so when she was 18 he was 20 I think no no they were in halls together maybe she, he was 19 she was 18 anyway she was like statistically like like in metres the closest woman who lived to his bedroom. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know, yes, they are in love, but, you know, they, they've been together other than a short break. They've been together for, like, 15 years. Maybe even longer than that, sev- 17 years. Yeah, they have two kids together. They, they genuinely, wholeheartedly, authentically, truly do love each other. But that is not a sign from the universe. You know... He could have very easily have fallen in love with a different girl who lived closest to him at university. I think that that situation replicates itself. Tinder's made a little bit different that you do meet people who you wouldn't otherwise meet. And I guess traditionally you had things like speed dating. Or blind dates, which would make that happen. But, in general... So, yeah, okay, so of my last three girlfriends went to school with one met the other on tinder went to school with the other <laughs> right so you know it's it's those close knit environments and it's spending time with people that's and that doesn't devalue it at all but it does devalue your stupid sentiment that it was always meant to be and that the universe decided it beforehand and actually the whole, like, universe thing and the whole, like, oh, it's meant to be it was my, we're destined to be together I, like, I'd be really sad if that was the case you know? like, I'd be, like, really, really upset if I found out that you know, the person who was closest to me you know, that it was all predetermined and that, you know, I'd, that neither of us had any credit you know, got any credit for for making it happen you know, it's it's who we are as individuals, which makes it sort of special. And you know, the, the work that we've done on ourselves as people, you know, the, the decisions we've made over the years, the experiences we've had, that's what makes it good. Not, you know, if, if it was all predetermined, if it was all decided by, you know, a, a higher power, I'd be well fucked off. But if you can hear, can you hear the side? Can you hear? You know, you can't reply. Can you, if you can hear sirens, that is fucking mad, because I am so far away 
I can definitely hear sirens. And I, I promise you, I am so far away from our house. It's just this microphone is so ridiculously powerful. In fact, I've not even got it on the highest setting. If I, if I make it turn it into a 360 mic, I've only got it facing one way at the moment. If I turn it into a 360 mic, you should be able to hear loads. Hold on. sound you can hear is a man running about 100 metres away. So he just ran past probably but at his closest point he was probably about 15 metres away. Hmm maybe 30 metres away. That's how fucking powerful the mic is. I'll turn it to the lower setting now because I don't want it to be overbearing. But yeah, mad, right, this mic. No, like, let's get back to talking about, um, you know, the, the, the lovey-dovey people. Yeah, so if, if you believe that, you know, it was all that you were destined to be with your partner, then uh, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. You're, you're probably giving too much credit to somebody else, which is sort of why, uh, like, horoscopes is uh, bollocks. And people argue with me about horoscopes. They say, oh, you know, it's really good for, like, my perspective on the world and, you know, how I how I make my decisions. You know, I know it's not real. I know the stars can't influence my my life. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's really good for, for me as a person. And I, I actually, I'm going to call bollocks on that as well. Yeah, first of all, they are bollocks. The stars, you know, the, the starlight that you see in the sky, most of the, like a lot of the stars are probably dead because it takes billions of years for the for the light to get here. That aside, moving on from that, uh, the it, it, even if you do just see it, something to be happy about and something to to help you with your life decisions, and uh, yeah, it it no, it's bollocks. What it does is it tells you who you are on any given day. It says today, you know, the fucking Taurus moon has been blown up by the Death Star. And as a result, today you will feel horny. (laughs) And you will uh, be very sexually suggestive towards the man who you fancy in the office. And... You go, oh, okay, that's how I'll be today. So you know, you put on a, um, yeah, you know, a suggestive outfit, and you go and you you, you slut it out with the, the 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 guy in the office, right? And you know that might work and it might not, um, but it wouldn't be what you would normally do. And that's why people like it. You know, they say, well, it, it you know it changes me, and it you know it makes makes me do things that I wouldn't otherwise do. But potentially that that's a fucking bad thing. Maybe you do actually know what's best for yourself, and random decisions printed on a page that you that you read in a magazine potentially isn't the best life advice. Yes, you can do things that I think can outside the box in your own life, but you have to decide what they are. And it's and you know they give you advice on your relationships, and they give you advice on love, and you know I don't know if you ever read any research into love it's incredibly fucking complex you know it's very close to hate as an emotion you know it, it, it's a very powerful emotion it doesn't confine itself to one area of the brain it doesn't it makes you act irrationally you cannot be taking 
advice from a template, which is basically what you're doing. You know, it, your life is so much more complicated than that. God, look at me being a fucking agony aunt. You know, fucking empowering people all over the fucking shop. It's the fucking red wine. Damn, that's good stuff. I feel like red wine is such a more, like, romantic drink than white wine. White wine is like, I'm going to go out and celebrate in the boldest way possible. I can drink a fucking bottle of white wine and have a punch-up with a bouncer outside a nightclub at one o'clock in the morning. Because he looked at me funny. Whereas red wine, red wine's a nice drink. It makes you feel good. If ever I'm going on a date, if possible, we drink red wine. Apparently, it's an aphrodisiac, but I don't actually believe aphrodisiacs really exist, so... Apart from, like, Viagra. Obviously. Love a bit of Viagra, mate. I don't know that if I don't I have absolutely no idea why I said that. In fact I have never tried Viagra, but I definitely fucking would. Twenty four hour erection, that'd be fucking awesome. Like I'd have to have the day off though, can oh, no, maybe not. You could sit at your desk with you know, a fucking raging hard on, couldn't you? But if you needed a piss I mean pissing anyway with an erection is fucking disastrous. But getting up in the office and, you know, trying to trying to walk to the loo. Yeah, and obviously, you know, my penis is huge and extremely noticeable. So. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fun lying to lying to the podcast. Yeah, it's good. You know, apparently it's upping my Tinder game. So, you know, I've got, I've got to make myself seem, you know, presentable now. There are some people... It's hard. I fall in love like really easy people say you're not in love if, if, if that's what's happening love is such a powerful thing oh fuck off you, you definitely you can meet someone like a couple of times and you go home that night having met them and you're like oh fucking shit I'm in trouble here uh, that, that has happened to me so many times and you people say that's not love that's just a crush nah fuck it it's the same feeling it absolutely is you know, I felt, you know, the, the people who I spent ages with because I loved them, that's the way I felt about them. You know, just because, you know, it's a very it's a very short-term thing doesn't mean it isn't the same feeling. And, there, you know, there are people who, who... And I think it's the same people who... who want it to be destiny, right? So that they always say, no, I've, I've, only, I've never been in love. I, I, I know I haven't. It's like, yeah, you fucking have. You just think it's more powerful than it is. You just think it's going to be different than fancying someone. <laughs> yeah, you just think it's going to be different to the feeling of yeah, the butterflies you get in your stomach when... I, yeah, okay, well, look, it's not different. That is the feeling. It's the same feeling you get when you're in love with someone. But I do accept that you do build a deeper love over a long period of time if you spend time with someone because that, that is how it works you spend more time with them you know you become more entrenched in each other but I, I think that devaluing the feeling that you get when you first fall in love with someone is stupid you know that, that yeah that's just as valid a part of it as the rest of it it's just as valid a part as the bit when you're really in deep with them and you are very committed to each other and it's just as valid as the bit when they die and you're sad about it right all of those parts of being in love are are, are valid <laughs> right um 
so yeah i think i like and as a result yeah i fall in love an awful lot yeah there's like not like every day but like you know often enough you know you be chat to, you know, to a girl and you know, might be in a bar you know it might be you know on the internet it could be at work it could be you know a friend from school you know <laughs> fucking ended up dating a friend from school for two two years so year and a half so you know it, it, it can be any of those and you think f- you, you know you spend time with them you chat to them and you know you really connect with them and you think fuck me i'm in trouble here this one's got me and that happens to me like often enough that's a bit but there are people who deny that it's ever happened to they say no i've never been in love i know it. i'm still waiting for it you think mate you're fucking 31 years old you know <laughs> if you haven't fallen in love by now if you if you've met no one who you think you love the chances are you can't identify the feeling when it happens to you or you have genuinely never had the feeling and you will never have the feeling because you can't achieve it and that's okay you know it's it's not necessarily a central part of life is it some people will say that it is but I don't think so I think you know how often how much of your life is centred around love mine not very much at all you know it's fucking powerful when it happens but not really <laughs> not on a long term basis not not so much that it dominates your day yeah sure it does at the start right but you know no one sits there yeah, having been married for 37 years you know say they got married when they're 20 and they're 57 and they're 57 years old sat in the office having been married 37 years and their love for their significant other is dominating their day fuck off does that happen no it doesn't you know it's not something which dominates your life and if it does you know if, if it's happening so often that it's dominating your life that your strong feelings for someone are you know ruining your life then the chances are that you probably need to fucking get a hold of yourself as well (laughs) but that being said i am also that person so it's very difficult for me to to judge too much um more wine yes man there's actually quite a long way to go in that bottle we're not even nearly done but this, this recording's been going for 52 minutes um, but I very much like. I think I've probably cut maybe half of that out because of fucking cyclists and romantic walkers and just general twats. I've got about half an hour so the sun disappears completely, so I'm going to try and get it done in that time. Oh, something that I really hate is uh, it's when kids say they're in love and people shut them down. Like people devaluing the experiences of others just because that other person is younger than them is fucking dumb right I used to love a girl when I was uh, 13 right no even younger than that 12 yeah early years of secondary school we used to chat on MSN right we chatted every day and I loved her like with all my heart right that feeling that I had then is no different to the feelings I've loved that I've had as an adult. You know, she was, you know, just everything at that point. And p- 
people devalue yeah even younger kids than that i fancied a girl when i was like <laughs> like seven or eight no even younger than that six or seven her name was lauren she was great me and my best mate both fancied her she liked him more because he was funnier what a prick um and he is funnier to be fair so yeah, no arguments but uh you know I, I, I didn't love her but you know that was still a pretty fucking authentic feeling you know it meant a lot to me at the time and you know when when adults you know sort of say the kids well you, you don't know what love is you know you're just a kid you, you know you should be fucking playing with bark and eating worms i don't know people say stuff like that don't they you know uh, you're really devaluing you know, a genuine emotion from a very fragile human and uh, it's poor form so don't do that don't don't be a cunt to children about about their feelings of love uh you know i was i'd, I'd say that the most intense you know because of fucking hormones the most intense periods of love during my life were during my teens particularly early teens i'm probably not late teens i i grew up a lot in my late teens i think i, I you know, I was very, very sort of volatile emotionally, sort of from the ages of like 11 through to 16. And then after that, less so. And a number of reasons for that. But I've, no matter what, that is the case, right? So, and there was probably three girls, probably three, who, you know, like really fucking got me. Like really, really ruin my life <laughs> uh, one of them we saw, I sort of went out with her for a bit and because of my um, my poor emotional state it didn't really work out so you know fair enough the other one was the one I was talking about a minute ago and then there was another one on top of that who it, we, did, we did that stupid fucking thing right where I really liked her and I didn't say anything because I was a child. I think I was 13, maybe 14. And, yeah, I think it was late 13, early 14 sort of time in my life. I was um, yeah, fucking nervous around girls. I went to boys' school as well, which doesn't even, which does not fucking help talking to girls. I went to boys' school, so I was nervous around girls anyway. Uh, and all my hormones were going everywhere. And I felt so strongly for her. And... I uh, I never asked her out, and we ended up falling out over something like absolutely fucking minuscule and ridiculous, and we fell out like a really big way, which is what happens, yeah, because because like I loved her so much, she like anything she said meant meant a lot, right? So when she was said horrible things, like I took them really personally. Obviously, when you're a fucking grown up, you know you can learn. You can, you can sort of think, well, you know, I shouldn't take this so personally. You, you can have a bit more of an objective perspective on on your feelings, but I, di- I didn't have that at the time. And I, th- you know, I, I was told about five years after the fact. <laughs> no, no, uh, you know, probably after we left school, right, that this girl was actually into me too at the time. I thought she fucking hated me. Um, but it turns out that that was typical playground stuff where she said that she hated me, but actually she didn't. So, you know, potentially the deepest love of, <laughs> of my entire life, which that's not true. I don't know why I said that. Um, but, but, like, uh, yeah, potentially, you know, a very strong set of feelings that we had for each other were ruined by the fact that we were young. And 
you know, that makes it so much more intense, you know, when you're fucking warring with them. I don't war with people I'm in love with now, you know, if, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But back then, you know, it, it fucking meant so much that, that, that I did war with her. And that was really painful, right? So when people say, you know, oh, he's only 14, it's not real love, it's just puppy love. Like, honestly, get fucked. Fuck off and die if you say that to people. Like, there are kids out there. And, you know, the, the, oh, did I hear this? What did I hear this? It, it, I think it was on somebody else's podcast. Or maybe it was on the, oh, it was on the internet. I think it was, on, it was on a podcast and it was recent. That um, studies 20 years ago if you when you ask people uh what is your main concern you know you ask teenagers what's your main concern it was like getting pregnant not getting invited to the cool parties being popular now it's anxiety and depression and full-on mental health issues and so and that is a demonstrator and obviously now social media makes that so much worse but that is a demonstrator of how vulnerable you are at that age and delegitimizing if that's a word I, the problem is when I do the podcast right I say words and I, and I talk and they just start to sound ridiculous to me I, <laughs> it sounds like my sentences aren't real sentences in my head right? and I get really confused about whether or not I'm going to understand it or you're going to understand it and then I listen to it back later and I do the editing and I'm like oh yeah no that makes perfect fucking sense I can't remember where I was now Oh yes, if you delegitimize, if that's a word, if you delegitimize these people's feelings, then um, you know, and, and these vulnerable people, uh, I think the only word to describe you is that you are a cunt. Uh, so don't do it. If you have kids, which I pretty much nobody who listens to this podcast has got kids, old people fucking hate this podcast. Uh, it's a bit too millennial for them, I think. If you have kids and they are that age and they tell you they're in love and you laugh at them, you are a cunt and a horrible parent. So maybe that's why old people don't like the podcast, because I say things like that. Don't say it. You, you know, you, you don't need to say stuff like that. Be understanding of people. It, it can cause very long-term scarring. And that's how, you know, People grow up to have trust issues and issues falling in love and issues keeping love and... Um, insecurities around love and it's basically because in my opinion you know with no science back backing this up at all because of how people treat love as kids now this is serious i'm gonna drink more wine and get 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 more silly people tweeting my podcast account i'll have to reply to follow the podcast on social media guys it's there not many of you fucking do actually yeah, the podcast has more followers than it does listeners to be fair so you know I'll, I'll lay off that but two thirds of the way through this bottle of wine so we are cooking with the proverbial gas oh that's the stuff oh I fucking love wine I'll tell you what cunts Sharing this bottle of wine with you is much better than sharing it with uh, some random girl who I don't know. That being said, I'm not sharing it with you, am I? I'm sharing the, the time I'm, I, I'm I'm spending drinking it with you. I'm not sharing the actual bottle. That's all for me. I love wine. I love wine. That's the sort of drunk person thing to say, isn't it? I'm getting there. Definitely getting there. 
just repeated what I was saying. Uh, so yeah, what we've done so far, we've done Valentine's Day as a fucking commercial holiday. Well done, that's good. Tick that box. We've done whether or not you can be, whether or not true love exists or destined love exists. We've done my previous Valentine's days. We've done, and um, we've done how how love is treated, um, how kids are treated when they're in love. The best way to treat a kid who's in love is the way that Liam Neeson treats that little kid in love. Actually, support them, help them get that love requited. Requited. I see. I fucking don't know the word. Requited love. That's a thing, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Because that, Help them get that love returned from the other person. Help them be, you know, in a settled relationship. That's the best way of dealing with it. Do you reckon aliens, if they were studying us, is like, as like part of like a science documentary that they were making, like like we would to like, I don't know, like hippos or hyenas or beavers if they, if they were doing the same thing to us how do you think that they would view love They, I reckon they think it's fucking bizarre and illogical and that we are non-logical beings I think we pretend that we are logical beings but we're not you know some of the stuff that you do and you're in love with someone you know is, is bizarre right absolutely fucking bizarre Right, and this this isn't even a situation of love. I had a mini crash on a girl one time, and this is what I did. Right, so the situation is uh, me and a few friends. We're, we're all single, and we're sat at a pub. Uh, it's a local pub to our to, to to our flat. So me, my flatmate, and another guy. There's two little situations at play here. Right, so there's me, and I fancy the barmaid at the pub. Yeah, she's very good looking, totally my type. She's got like black and green hair, which is cool. Uh, yeah, she has a good personality, or she at least has a good outward personality, which works at the bar. And she's very friendly, and obviously she's do, just doing a fucking job. See, I, I'm not a big fan of asking. I've done a podcast on this before, but I'm not a fan of asking people out whilst they're working. I think it's it it puts them in an awkward position, and it's it's stupid. Um, but anyway. We've been we've been like sinking pints, right? Like lots of pints. We we are drunk, and then we go and order one shot. I think two shots each. I think it was one shot each of an eighty percent rum, right? And we we <laughs> we're, we're drunk at this stage, but things aren't silly, and we drink this rum. And fucking all hell breaks loose with, with us in love. One guy, fair enough, he was sensible. He just goes home and, and kips on the sofa where he was staying. The other guy who I was with, he basically goes home. And he had this girl who, she liked him a lot. He didn't like her as much back. He still liked her. I'd say he liked her, she loved him back. that is the scenario that I'd say and it was an unhealthy dynamic he texts her and says you know come over and she did right and he promised me 
he'd absolutely promised me that he would lead her on no more and he did lead her on more because he was drunk right and i'm often unwilling to blame stuff on alcohol but that was definitely the drink i can't remember this is the problem with the wine i can't remember where i'm going with this uh and and the other thing that uh, oh yeah how it makes you behave in weird ways he did something which he definitely wouldn't and shouldn't have done i'm really sorry about the helicopter noise if you can hear that i don't know where it fucking is um and i stayed behind at the bar to try and chat up the barmaid but i was basically so drunk that you know like i'm a pretty chatty drunk as you might be able to tell right now but i got to the point where i basically just couldn't get any words out because this run was so strong we'd already been having pints so i was like sat at the bar like it's empty it's it's like quarter past 11 on like a tuesday night there's no one fucking there right so i am (laughs) alone with what i think was potentially a gin and tonic you know something to, to 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 knock the edge off trying to talk to this barmaid who i who i fancied i didn't even love her right and i'm trying to like sort of get the get the words out to ask her out and i just fucking couldn't because well because i was pissed right but you know sitting in a bar with a stranger who who has to be there just so you can ask them out right is fucking weird behavior yeah it's not criminally weird behavior but it's fucking bizarre behavior man and yeah it makes you do stuff that you shouldn't do or that you wouldn't otherwise do like i'd never do that just to chat to a barman who i thought was a decent lad right you know that's such a fucking weird thing you know nor would my mate who who had that girl over if it you know there was somebody who he was friends with and you know he just met a guy in the bar the other day and they hit it off and they you know they were friends now there's no way he'd text him like 11 o'clock on a tuesday saying you know come over for a chat yeah it makes you do fucking weird things and if the aliens were doing their documentary on us and we're looking at us that is what that is what they'd say they'd say these people are irrational they'd they seem to be able to do a lot of stuff very competently. They seem to be able to build their nice little civilization. They seem to be very ordered and structured. They have hierarchy. You know, they have technology. But as soon as they meet somebody who they fucking like, <laughs> they turn to fucking porridge, which we do. Oh my god, what is that sound? More importantly, where is that sound? I have a view over the entirety of Wellington right now, and I cannot see that fucking helicopter. More wine. Oh. What? Taking my head off. Oh my god. Probably just drank too much wine. I think I, that was like three quarters of a glass I just had in one in one hit, and whoa, that's fucking taken like that. Yeah, fuck. I think that sums it up to like a reasonable degree. Oh, I'll just fucking top up now. And that horrendous sound that I just make going. <laughs>
was observed by a man walking his dog. It's nice and embarrassing. But luckily, I'm pissed, so I don't care. Don't care if he saw. Who gets to Where the fuck is that helicopter? Oh my god, driving me mad. Oh, yeah, so. Talking last week about whether cats or dogs or trees get bored. Dragon. Animals have the same feelings of love that we have. Probably not, right? Okay, oh, I can see the helicopter. About two miles away, probably. Hope he fucking lands, he's ruining my podcast. Oh my god! I think it's like a police one or a, or a medical one, maybe. And it's so far away. But it's ruining my podcast because my microphone's too good. It's supposed to be nature. It's supposed to be nice nature sounds, nice and calming for people who are sad on Valentine's Day. And now there's sirens. Fucking hell, is that like... What the fuck is going on in Wellington right now? Oh, well... You know, who cares if you're on my podcast? It's better than fucking sitting in my room doing it. Oh, I can't remember what I was talking about now. Fuck. Aliens or something. Oh, animals. Yeah. No. Do animals fall in love? Like, I, I, yeah, okay. No, I don't think they do. Because of the way... Human, like human brains are really complex, right? I think we're capable of sort of like levels of understanding that other animals aren't, and I think, therefore, the feelings of love that we get for our significant other wouldn't be transferred over to say, cats. They probably, cats and dogs, they they get feelings of like love in terms of companionship. So. You know, everyone will know if you have ever in your life had a dog or a cat. You you know, maybe not a cat actually. If you ever had a dog, you will know that that dog loves you, right? It loves you as a companion. Yeah, and even sometimes it tries to make love to you, but you know that's an, that's another issue. And you know, you know that 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 that, that dog is yeah you. I know that my dog who died a couple of weeks ago. I know that dog loved me. Whenever I walk through the door. You know, even after years of being away, you know, probably not years, months on end of being away, she would be delighted to see me. She has that, that feeling of love and companionship, you know, like the, the complex feeling that we have of love. Probably not. I don't know. I, I, so this normally with the podcast, I'd Google it, but uh, no Googling for me. I'm doing this all off, all off my own bat. I am getting drunk. So, uh, yeah, talking of your dog trying to make love to you, it does happen. You know, dogs do hump you, it's pretty disgusting. Um, yeah, so, like, are sex and love linked? People say they're not. Um, they fucking obviously are. <laughs> Absolutely obviously are. Which is why the whole religious thing of you don't have sex until you're married is 
is I think probably largely unobserved <laughs> I really do I think most Christians who say they're not doing it are definitely doing it like when you're with somebody who you love particularly in the early days of loving them and you're sat there in a room with them and there's just the two of you in that room <sighs> go away moth and it's just the two of you in that room and there's nobody else around you've got to be fucking committed to God to not have sex with that person yeah it's just the very act of kissing them you know you'd be fucking well into it I, I, don't, I don't think it's a thing I don't think people actually do that uh, and I th- but and I, I, I'd be sad if they did because I think that that, that, that like like shagging someone and falling in love with them those two acts are quite strongly linked to one another right so like I've said spending time with someone having sex with them you know it, you see this all the time in like friends with benefits sort of situations where oh and look friends with benefits can work it can but sometimes it really doesn't you know you think you're having a nice sort of very physical everyone knows where they're at sort of sort of deal and it just doesn't turn into that that happens like an awful fucking lot maybe another cigar for me actually Perfectly coincided with a man walking by. loved him to be fair I'm going to be a bit careful talking loudly about sex in the wilderness but um yeah people do people do fall in love by having sex although I once put this argument so I have a friend called Jordan he was on the podcast did the dreams episode very good episode go back and listen to it I really enjoyed that one um so Jordan has a girlfriend, very nice girl. She, they met on Tinder, and I was there at her first date, taking credit. And um, I put she's very clever, but she's a nerd. Like she's like a science nerd. Is his girlfriend? She's uh more into facts and figures, shall we say? I think. Oh, then again, she's she's quite. like a committed left-wing liberal type so maybe she's not all about logic maybe that's a bit harsh and uh, I put to her that it's all about sex now that wind is loud I put to her that yeah that's what it's all about and she 
she shot, shot me down. You know, I, I said, you know, the more you have sex with somebody, the more likely you are to fall in love. And she said, yeah, it's not really to do with that. It's, it's to do with the amount of time that you spend together whilst having the sex, you know. So, yeah, okay, you have lots of sex together and you fall in love over time. You might, you know, there's a correlation there and you might say that, that that's the reason you fall in love. But she, she contends that... She, that she falls in love with people because of the time spent with people but I actually think she's talking out of her fucking ass to be honest um, you know like I think it's probably a combination of the two a little cut there of a man walked through with his dog yeah so I think you know if so, if you take the sex out of that scenario, so we're talking about a scenario where there's a friends with benefits scenario going on, and over the course of that time, the two people or one person falls in love with the other, or the two people fall in love together, right? That, that's the scenario I'm talking about. I would contend that that's all about having sex with each other. Sophie, who's my friend's girlfriend, she would contend that it's to do with the time you spend together. And I'm not saying that she's wrong, but actually I am, because she is. <laughs> so she like if that person if you weren't having sex with them if, there was, if they're friends of benefit situation if you weren't having sex with them say every day you got together and you played billiards that sounds like a euphemism not a euphemism actual billiards you know with the fucking cue and the balls that doesn't make it sound like less of a euphemism anyway actual billiards right Good game, our billiards. Would recommend. Say you're getting together with somebody every day, and you're playing billiards. <laughs> you, uh, it chances are you're not going to fall in love with them. You know, I've loads of friends who I played billiards with. Sounds like a sex thing. It's not a sex thing, and there's been very, very limited sexual intercourse there, and very, very limited love, right? So I don't think playing billiards with people and therefore spending time with them playing billiards is the cause of the love. I think if I had sex with those people as many times as I played billiards with them, there'd be lots more love going on. That's the point. So I do agree to a certain extent that you spend time together and you fall in love. But I think if you introduce sex into that dynamic, you're much more likely to fall in love. But then again, just to contradict myself once more, sex is not love. Probably. Someone literally walked straight by and I did my whole sex is not love thing. Very embarrassing. Highly embarrassing. I am highly embarrassed right now. I'm as embarrassed as embarrassed could be. But yeah, like, se- yeah, you can definitely have sex with somebody and not be in love with them. But I've had sex with some very questionable people. It's like I won't go into it because there's a chance that my mum might be listening. <laughs> but like, fucking hell. You know, Jesus, Jesus Christ, some seriously embarrassing greatest hits on that list, mate. And then, uh, you know, those are people who I am not in love with. So sex isn't love, but I think love can, no, sex can create love over a long period of time. That is my, 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 my big theory on that. Oh, okay. So as we draw towards the close of this episode of the podcast because I have been up here for about two fucking hours now and I am so hungry 
and so drunk. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about heartbreak, um, which is when you're in love, but then it turns out that your love is pointless because um, no one will give it back to you, or specifically the person who you want to doesn't give it back to you. And um, um, that fucking sucks, dude. Like everyone's had that. I think it's like I don't know whether it's worse if it helps if you get heartbroken by someone when you tell them that you love them and they they don't say it back, or if you you're in love together and you think everything's fine and then they tell you that it's not fine. Yeah, that that is a really fucking horrible moment. Not that it's ever actually happened to me, but I, I've done it to other people. <laughs> and, yeah, it's horrible being like the person who who tells you the other person that it's not working, and that you know you don't feel the same way. It's horrible being that person. So being the person on the other fucking side of it, I'm like, oh my god, that's gonna be a kick in the fucking bollocks, or potentially minge. Or somewhere in between, if you're intersex, yeah, this is a very inclusive podcast, don't know why I said that, that's going to fucking come out to bite me 20 years time, I'm going to like, fucking transphobic, aren't I? Oh, drink, alcohol, making me talk shit words. Um, good news is, is that I can edit this tomorrow and just make that all go away. Class. Probably won't though. Yeah, authenticism and all that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, heartbreak, it's a fucking pain in the bollocks, that man. That's... That's absolutely the worst. You know, it like as powerful a feeling as love is, as like a positive thing. So you, when you, the good feeling that you get when you're in love with someone, heartbreak is the direct reverse of that. Oh no, I've had it where they love somebody else. That's pretty bad. <laughs> um, you know where you, where you. Uh, where you love someone and they don't love you, they love somebody else. Oh my god, that's that's yeah, that, that tickles, mate. That fucking hurts. And then and then you've got like when you tell someone, and uh, they they say nah, mate, I'm not interested. Because the chances are, if you tell someone that you that, that that you love them, the chances are that that you think they're gonna say it back. <laughs> and uh, if they don't, like, it's a bizarre feeling because you're like shocked, you're sad, you're heartbroken, and like, I guess you're sort of embarrassed as well. Like, you really put yourself out there and you just get shot down, and you know the chances are they're going to tell people it's going to be public. So it's it's a, it's a a mixed range of negative emotions when that happens to you. Man, it's getting dark and there are moths. There's a moth on the microphone. Can you hear him walking around? Nah. Obviously fucking not. It's a moth. But yeah, there are moths everywhere. Hope they don't get in my wine. That's why I bought the lid. Fucking clever man. Um. Oh my god! <laughs> It's the fucking biggest insect ever. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. He's huge. 
Oh, I'm so scared right now. What are you doing here? Can you smell my wine breath? Oh dear. You are enormous. That's what she said. Oh, I should probably start. Yeah, you know, like this is going badly, isn't it? I'm, I'm getting getting off off kilter and off topic. Um. Just want to talk quickly about like falling in love in like a non-romantic or sexual sense. So obviously, like yeah, most people, most people, not everybody, you know, I'm not going to judge. Most people like love their parents, don't they? And that's like potentially an even more illogical style of love because you know. You just sort of have to, <laughs> you know. It's sort of it's it, it it's almost pre-programmed in in, you know, in your makeup that you love your parents because they look after you and you're helpless. And I think that you almost get. I think it's probably like a, a sort of Stockholm syndrome, where you're sort of like these people's captive for years on end because you have to be because that's how parenting works, and you know you end up <laughs> you end up loving them as a result of that. Can you hear those people? I have no idea where they are. Behind me. Like they sound very close. That's yeah, because they're behind me. <laughs> there's, a, there's been a cut because a woman walked past, a girl walked past on the phone, and I fucking the drink. I, I fucking forgotten where I am. Oh yeah, parent, parental love. Yeah, you have to. You have to love your parents sort of you know not everybody does but across the board you have the same with like siblings and I I have friends who I've had we're friends for so long now that it's too late you know we love each other it's over you know no matter how sort of shitty people we are now we sort of just have to accept that we're friends forever so there is that that sort of non romantic love that you get for people and you get it for so long that you're then stuck with it and that's a probably evolutionarily a good type of love because because you love those people no matter what you all sort of start working for each other and providing for each other that's probably the purpose of that and then you get even more sort of away from from that and you get sort of into like material love and that's like really bizarre I, I don't think it really exists I think it's just a word that we use we say like you love something when you don't like I would say I love peanut butter or I love um, candy crush or I love you know I love football manager or going on long walks <laughs> you, know, you don't actually love those things you know, they don't give you a feeling of love inside you what love there is a code word for I really really like to do those things or I really really like to eat those things or I really really like to experience those things and maybe people are a little bit sensitive over the meaning of love actually you know people say like oh love's a really strong word fucking is it you know actually is it yeah okay maybe it can be when you're talking very very specifically about the, the, the strength of a love between a mother and a child or you know two people who believe that you know they are going to be together for life yeah that is a strong emotion but you know i love peanut butter man like i do 
<laughs> you know, I uh, don't tell don't tell me that I don't love peanut butter because fucking peanut butter's class. There are people walking by right now looking at me like, why is that guy sat on his own chatting like, chat about peanut butter? Hilarious. Okay, so we've had a cut there because um, there's a couple sitting not too far away from me and they've just come sat on the bench next to my bench. In the meantime, I finished the wine. Finished it. I drank a whole bowl. Yeah. I hope they didn't hear me go, yeah. And um, they're sitting there having a romantic, watching the sun go down moment. And it is a fucking lovely sunset, to be fair. So what I'm going to do is finish the podcast there. And see you soon, I guess. I'm never near as drunk as I thought I would be. I'm like, I'm pretty drunk, right? But I'm not, like, I'm not plastered. I thought a bottle of wine, that would fucking finish me. Um, and also, I think it's quite nice that, you know, that this whole thing finishes on me declaring my love for peanut butter. Which is objectively great, peanut butter, you know? It's, it's good stuff. Okay, I'll leave it there. Um, just one more thing, you know, I, I... I've been talking a lot about love and my own personal feelings of love and my opinions on it and there's two things I want to say first of all um, whatever your perspective is on love no matter what I've said to, to, to harpoon it during this podcast then you are entitled to that you know your your opinions on love are your own and it very much is a subjective issue so you know you fucking do love how you fucking want to do love you know that's that's up to you and I hope that sort of makes sense because I'm not making sense of myself right now. And the other thing is, is that if you listen to this podcast and you li- listen to long episodes where I'm drinking and being stupid on a bench in the middle of fucking nowhere for an hour and a half, which is how long it's been, like before the cuts. Um, if you if you listen to that and you enjoy it, then fair fucking play. I love you. <laughs> you know that is worthy of my love so fucking thank you and uh, see that's alcohol right there making me burp um i will talk to you next week back to the usual schedule of a saturday or a sun sorry sunday or, or a monday next week it's been great chatting to you about love and have a great valentine's day relationship if you're not in a relationship and Valentine's Day sucks for you, then fucking have a good one anyway. I will chat to you next week. Thank you very much, and bye.